But if you utterly, genuinely believe in yourself and your purpose and just, you know, just that you're entitled to however you feel, you know what I mean? Like, don't look at your phone. Don't look at anything. Don't be even think about what anyone said. Just like, let yourself and you can just, just let your thoughts tumble. You know, everybody has gifts. And I think that a lot of people won't even recognize them or acknowledge them or want to tap into them, or maybe they're scared of them. Um, but you know, you, you, you look at these things and say, come on, there's stuff. Now I see stuff I got to do stuff. I'm, you know, stuff I'm here for. That's Chris Malinchek, and this is episode 221 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach, and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you live a happier and more fulfilling life. Each week, we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Chris Malinchek, who is a producer and songwriter, best known for his huge hit, So Good To Me, And with a new album on the way, I had the pleasure to sit down with someone who is actually a bit of an enigma. And the reason I say that is that because Chris doesn't do a lot of interviews, so you don't often hear, you know, his side of things. You don't often hear how he thinks, you know, the kind of person he is. You know, a lot of it is expressed through his music, which he kind of talks about in this chat. But what I really love about Chris is his energy is so infectious. It's honestly so infectious. And we covered so many topics during this conversation, but one of the things that was really important and one of the things I really took away from this conversation was the idea of tapping into our gifts. And when we feel like we are coming from this place of love and abundance and joy and we're purely expressing our feelings no matter what they are, you know, we're able to tap into our gifts and, and offer those gifts to other people the way Chris offers his through his music um, and everything that he does and the way that I like to think that I offer my gifts through this podcast and everything that I do. When you really start to lean into your expression of feelings, when you really start to lean into your authenticity, then you really start to understand and tap into what your gifts are and how you can offer those to the world. And I thought that was a really interesting part of the conversation. Like I said, we spoke about so much during this conversation, including being authentic and not forcing things, expressing your pure feelings and everything coming from love. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, then be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Chris. So hello and welcome, Chris Malinchak. How are you, sir? Oh, fantastic, my friend. What's happening? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, We've got a crazy little setup going on here, but it's good to, to connect with you and, and kind of sit down and have this conversation. Yeah, likewise, right back at you, man. It's just always nice to improvise, you know. I got I got a little thing happening here to, you know, make sense of it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm really intrigued, man, because I I I, wa- I kind of want to just hear about your story, to be honest, man. Because you know, normally when it comes to preparing for a podcast, I you know I'll do my research, I'll listen to like lots of previous interviews, or I'll, I'll listen to music, or I'll read a book if there's a book out that the person's written, or you know, do something, but what I found really interesting about you is you're really hard to research, man. <laughs> you're really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of, I, I think that's kind of cool. I don't know. I guess I, um, maybe, hmm. Well, let's see. Where's a good place to start? In the beginning, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I think, I think maybe like the, the, what I'm interested in to begin with really is, is, you know, you, the idea of you being hard to research and you kind of alluded to it just before we hit record of like you kind of like it that way like why why is that something that kind of you've almost just you know done or like made a part of your 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 career well i think that it's uh, okay so there's no it's not by design it's not crafted i think that there's just a sort of um i prefer i guess it's just an enjoyment of sharing i just you know, I make a song and I share it, and however it captures your imagination, that's almost like, I guess that's the story, you know, that's each story, and it's almost like, I think that I, if I were to give this conscious thought, because you know, it's funny, I, <laughs> that's actually, I'm, I'm still thinking about my initial, my, the emotion elicited by you commenting, I just thought that was neat in your tone when you said it maybe 
Boy, what have I just said? It sounds like a lot of prevaricating, doesn't it? Hold on. <laughs> what am I trying to say? I like to share. I like to share the music. The music, I, when I make a song, the moment it's done, it's become its own thing. And it's intensely... Private isn't even the word, you know? It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of me. And so I guess in some way, I think that I'm sharing more with that than I could possibly share with any words, even cobbling together a million words. Because that's this sort of visceral uh, snapshot of, the, of that particular moment, how I felt, the cultural moment, the world, the universe, where everything was located, everything. So mm-hmm. it's, um, I think that's what it is. I, I don't think I can actually, I don't know, at first glance, that's all it is. Meaning yeah. I'm not, I'm not like fucking, I'm not, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not trying to, um, I don't know. Well, maybe, do you have a thought on that? Because maybe then I can expand. Yeah, well, I think I think what I'm kind of getting from that is, you know, your music by nature, right? For the, You know, the music that you've put out is all very kind of feel good. It's very positive. It's upbeat. It's like, you know, it makes people feel good to listen to it. And what I'm hearing from you is that you kind of feel that by sharing, you know, the moment you're in when you create the music, you're telling your story in a way through the, it's, you know it's like the classic thing of you know a picture is worth a thousand words it's like a mu- a tune is worth a million words or whatever you know the correlation would be so what i'm interested then in is like what what would what would you say is the kind of the story that you are telling as a whole through your music when you look back from like your very early stuff to like you know your most recent releases and and, and upcoming albums and, and releases like what what's the story that you're trying to get across that is a fair question and i have absolutely no idea because the story <laughs> it, no it's true the story unfurls every day and you also commented that it's a it's a there's a lot of i guess we feel good to it yeah but um oftentimes Truth be told, I'll feel a great sadness, and I think that, for instance, like a song like which, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big one, was so good to me. Um, mm-hmm. That often makes me feel very well. It's not exactly sad. I'm not. In fact, I'm not sure if there's really a word for it, but it's somewhere maybe either between or both happy and sad. Like I feel saturated, and sometimes mm-hmm. I just simply feel very moved by it. And of course, I mean, you can imagine that at times I've heard it, right? But. Sometimes it just catches me off guard or something, and I'll just get this feeling, and I'm and I'll tear up, you know. And it's just, mm. I mean, there won't be anyone looking. It's genuine, and so I gotta believe that whatever it is that I put in that as I made it is the thing that captures imaginations, or the thing that the thing that keeps drawing people, drawing. I, I, you know what? I, I said, where am I even going with it? But do you know what? Do you see what I'm saying? Does it? Does this sort of makes sense i don't know uh, yeah I, I think it's like having emotions connected to things right and I, I think you know a lot of people will hear you know so good to you as as the example because it was such a huge track that it you know for a lot of people when they think of that track or they hear that track they think of like being you know at a festival or you know on a beach somewhere or in a club or something right but what I'm hearing from you is like when when you created the song, that's that's almost like not the the scene that you had in your mind when you created it. Is that is that correct? Oh, that's absolutely it. I mean, all the things you just mentioned never crossed my mind. I mean, when I think of a song, it's it's not always, but sometimes, especially a song like that, it's rather fully formed. <clears throat> and maybe I'll be my I ride my bike, my mountain bike, a lot mm-hmm. late at night for hours. And there's something about that. It's a mix of cathartic and the feeling. You, okay, so you, you know, you, 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 you know, I'll put my hands down on the piano. I got the mic, hum some melodies, and lay down some words. But whatever I'm feeling at that moment, man, you're not thinking about, or at least I'm, I'm not thinking about where people will hear it or, or what it'll be or what it'll do or what it should do. It's just, it's just how I feel. That's it. Mm. It's no, it's no. It's it's no more or less than that, you know. So, um, and, and I I got a I don't know I, I guess uh, and my thoughts go back to just even as I was talking about it I felt sort of um, as though I it feels funny to even say it I felt sort of teary eyed it happens a lot I just I think that I feel a lot a lot mm. so um, 
maybe in some way it's a, it's a compulsion to do this. I don't even think about it. I, I don't think I couldn't do it if I chose to. It's just there, you know, whether or not the whole world is listening, you know, and, you know, that's what's happened now or before any of this, before any of this, I'd wake up when I was a baby, a baby, you know what I mean? My feet weren't even close to touching the floor at a piano bench. And I would just practice and practice for hours and hours. And I'm so glad my folks let, let me do it. You know what I mean? Like mm. it was very much left, left alone. I mean, not that I was, yeah. not that I was, igno- they did just, um, I don't know, but whatever the feeling is that I'm, I'm always sort of chasing and it's been since then. Bear in mind, I started piano. I was, I was like two. You know, I know this. You know, my dad got in a bad motorcycle accident, and like uh, something he'd always wanted to do was learn the piano. And 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 I'll, you know, I'm not going to, unless you want me to, or perhaps at another point in the conversation, I could talk about that. But like from that point on, it never stopped. So that feeling then is the same feeling as now. You know, it's just that feeling. It's a feeling. Finally, we're times to say that word. But anyway, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, we'll definitely circle back around to those beginnings in music because I think that sounds like a super interesting story, if I'm honest. But I'm interested in, in, in this point of, you know, feeling the music and kind of, you know, trying to understand really, like, for you, what what's the place that you're coming from when you create? Because if, it, if it's like, a, if it's based off of a feeling, then does that mean that when you sit down at the piano or you're in the studio that you don't go in there necessarily with a plan? It's just like an expression in a way yeah it's exactly what it is never a plan i mean i i suppose and you know what's funny ever, ever you know since so good to me man i would you know you, suddenly you see all the facets of this whole business the business of music and there is absolutely a machine element to it and you see these things where they have like writing cast and people meet up and they just churn out songs and buildings have like a bunch of little studios and people spend weeks and just that 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 and and listen there, there's no one way to do this <clears throat> You know, you you know, and I've done all of these things, and it's fun, um, but all of it has to be driven by a feeling. I mean, I suppose, I guess, you know, it's funny. There's no, you know, you can certainly apply formulas to this, and within reason. I mean, there's a reason you hear certain progressions all the time in quote pop music, right? You know what I mean? And certain things, mm-hmm. and certain things are hardwired with people. Uh, if you were just sitting closed, you know, eyes closed, in a room. You know, just completely relax. And if I played, like, say, a major triad, which are three notes, certain distance apart, and then a minor, it would just immediately, you would feel different. You just would. And that's the great thing about this. You wouldn't know why. Nobody can answer that. I mean, no one can answer why. Eventually, that question is unanswerable, you know? You don't have to dig too too far down for that to happen, right? So, uh, it's always a feeling. Never a plan. Um... You know, you walk in a room, so, you know, say you go away, say, in fact, I was just there right before all this happened with the, um, you know, all this stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in London for a few weeks. And, you know, so I just uh, kept up with friends for sure. But then it's always fun to just jump in a room with an absolute stranger and a piano and just see what happens, you know? And um, it's just always, it's very, yeah, I can't help it. I can't have it feel like anything other than intimate. I, you know, intimate mean uh, close, like you know, guy or girl. Not, you know what I mean. Like it's very. I mean, you're you're with somebody in a room, and it's absolutely quiet. You've never met. Imagine that, right? And you know, I'll mm-hmm. I make sure no one's around. I don't want anybody. There's no engineers, no nothing, right? Just a couple of pieces of equipment, just to get the job done. You know, imagine how I would feel, right? It's very mm-hmm. special, you know. <laughs> so, and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes you just. Sometimes you really just get off on each other. Like, you'll just be like, oh, you're fucking awesome, right? And then immediately you'll do something, and, you know, it's done in fucking half hour, right? And then sometimes, you know, it's maybe just a few hours of conversation, and then the last 10 minutes, and it really can be that quick, maybe 15 or 20. You got a song, done. And then sometimes you just, you just don't feel right about it. You just shake hands, get a cup of coffee, laugh about random things, and then just, that's it, you know? And chances are I never talk again. <laughs> no, really, you yeah. know, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to, it has to feel right, you know, and you can't force it. I mean, it's nothing, you, you can't force anything, right? I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally get that, man. Like, I'm very much, I, I sit in a very similar lane to you, whereas, like, I don't, I don't like to force anything because I feel like if I'm forcing it, then 
it's kind of not coming across authentic or I at least I'm not being authentic within the situation right and th- this could be anything from like you know doing a recording a podcast to like writing to having a conversation with someone you know a friend a partner whatever like if you're if you're all trying to force you know an idea or something or trying to force a feeling then you're not allowing like that core feeling that you actually want to ha- want to be having or you know maybe not want but should be having or should be feeling in that moment you're not allowing it to come to the surface because you're trying to kind of force something else in its place so yeah yeah i, I very think, much sit in that lane man yeah you know and it's it's funny as you say that because it's like you just touched on it. it's a bunch of interesting things like you're doing you know, it's like you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not allowing for a real feeling to emerge. And is that either because you're just... I, I don't know. I sometimes wonder if, if people are so riddled with, I don't know, whatever f- noise or chatter or fear or whatever it may be that they're not even comfortable or able to let, you know, let that feeling emerge. You know, you have feelings, right? You wake up, <clears throat> internet's off, like you were saying before we started talking, mm-hmm. right? So immediately, that triggers a feeling, but it's not like a real feeling. It's like, oh, fuck, you know, internet, right? You know what I mean? Because that's what the yeah, world yeah. is right now. But, like, if you eliminate all that chatter, all of that chatter, there are these things within you, prime movers, and things that are things that are so fundamental, so primal, you know, things that matter, yeah, I mean, and then of course the question of what matters, but that's just sort of a silly, you know. Um, so you want to let, you know, you want to let your. It's nice to to believe that whatever you're doing at that moment is sort of built upon something genuine, right? As you were saying, you were you were just commenting that you'd like to believe that the version of whatever you're sharing is as close to authentic as possible, right? Perhaps driven by these primal, these sort of prime movers rather than any sort of like chattery things that just happen. So, you know, yeah. yeah. With this with this idea, right, that we're, we're playing with here of the the, the feelings, right, and, try, and trying to be authentic and, and everything like that. What For anyone who's kind of listening to this and they, they don't quite know maybe how to tap into that feeling or they don't quite know how to allow it to come to the surface, like how, how do you do that on a on a daily level like not just when you're you know creating like well, here's how, how do you do it on a daily fair level? that's a great question the truth is it's always there but it may be because I, i'm wired that way or because of starting piano so so early and uh, i think that you need to be comfortable with yourself and you need to utterly believe in yourself not in like a <sighs> And I don't mean to diminish. I mean, like, it's it's good to... Oh, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm choosing my words carefully to be careful. I want to be precise. And a lot of times, you know, people are just... It's like this endless barrage of... I almost want to call it... It's like, it's meant to be inspirational, but I almost think it can be... I think it can depress people almost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but if you utterly, genuinely believe in yourself and your purpose and just, you know, just that you're entitled to however you feel you know what i mean like don't look at your phone don't look at anything don't even think about what anyone said just like let yourself and perhaps that's why i enjoy the bike riding so much Mm because you can just just let your thoughts tumble there's no input beyond the next thought in succession which will lead to the next thought. And they just tumble and they kind of take you where you want to go. But think about it. Hey, probably right. How many times did you already look at your phone? Well, you've been eh, here in the UK, you've been up many times. Right. But you just, you, you look at things, you email, phone, it's just this barrage of information, right? Like you didn't even mm-hmm. realize all the stuff you're inputting and synthesizing and trying to make sense of. And how do you feel about it? What does this mean? And then all those primal things, and you're like, am I safe? Because in the end, you could you could try to override that all you want but that's what matters like literally your body your brain part of it will speak to the rest and say are we safe are we protected you know and there's so many things that either just by chance or by design or you know cunningly crafted to sort of you know make you feel this way or that f all of that bro just fucking believe in yourself you know what's what you know your feelings your heart your gut you know if it's in the right place you just got to go with it you know Mm. 
Yeah, I think I think there's like a there's like a certain level of trusting as well, right? Because I think a lot of the time we we feel scared that you know what we feel is is the you know innately is the wrong thing. But it's like no, like well, think about this: like, like how often do people think that someone else will know better? I mean, what? Yeah. Like, look at what's going. I mean, every day you are furnished with an infinity of examples of this, big, small, and everything in between. No one trusts themselves. You know, or if something doesn't seem quite right, you bah yeah, but so and so saying it, it must be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or your or someone may not believe in their taste, or they may not believe in like what they like, or and then of course, and in this, you know, as as it gets, you know, maybe more more private, they don't, you know, it's like you know, I, 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 if they don't believe in themselves, you know, they, they, what they've written. You know, these are, this is the wellspring, your feelings, and these are the wellsprings of anything you, you create. So if you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, you know what I mean, right? Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, and it's, it's. I think it's interesting, isn't it? It's like just being open to feeling however you feel really changes your experience of day-to-day -day life, right? And what I love about what you're saying is like you, you channel that feeling into when you're in the studio, when you're creating, but then like part of me is sitting here thinking well then what's that like when you know you you create something from this space from this pure feeling that you're having this expression in the moment when you're in the studio and you put it out there you know online or you perform it live and people also really connect with it oh like, i'll tell how, you how does that hit it's well my first my f you know my first like sort of big big feeling and experience that, that was so good to me and i'll tell you i still i mean and i st i still feel it and like uh it's it's almost um i almost hid from it at first which may sound silly i don't know how that mm. sounds you see i'm projecting look at that that was defensive um <laughs> <clears throat> but really it was so intense because everything's connected right energy is just you know matters energy energies matter right so it's it, everything everything is sort of whether or not a person can directly perceive it, it is all connected. So when you feel that kind of, I guess when something, you know, but what do I know, right? But you know, when, when something captures that much emotion in a moment and it immediately pulls that kind of emotion out of just millions and millions and millions, it's like, whew, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I remember when I, within the first week of putting it out, and I did a, you know, really just like a really cozy show in LA. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I closed with it and, um, everyone, it was, it was, it was just, everyone already knew the words, you know, it was up for five days maybe, and everyone already knew the words and, and there was this feeling that came over me. Oh my gosh. And I started, I, I, I started, oh my gosh, I was on stage and I got teary eyed, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just was like, um, the word that came to mind was saturate. Yeah. The word that came to mind was saturate. I don't know how else to, um, Mm. It's nice, man. I, I don't. I. It isn't often I get to share like this, so please bear with me if, if here and there it seems like I kind of trail off or something because a lot of this stuff does defy words. So I sort of, you know, I'm doing my best as we talk to be as precise as I can be. You know. Mm. Mm. No, I think I think it's coming across well, man. And I think you know what what you're describing really, you know, in in that scene there in LA when you hit play on the track and it's like, you know, everyone kind of already knows the words and there's like a there's a certain energy in the room i don't know if it was in a room or outside but it, you know in that area and i think that's that that's the beauty of like music like I, i've worked that and 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 you know partied at a lot of festivals and gigs and shows and and stuff and there's something magical that happens at you know when you're in a scene and you know the dj or the artist whoever it is they they press play on that track that everyone kind of knows and there's like this shift isn't there of like energy and it's like everyone just sort of gets sucked it's like everything else goes out the window all thoughts all feelings it's kind of what you were saying earlier of like being on your mountain bike like all thoughts all feelings go out the window and you just get sucked into that moment and you're just enjoying that that moment with people around you're, 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 you're what you just said is so much you are in the moment you're driven by precisely what's happening around you at that you know and, and sometimes people are their own worst enemy in that i think they get in, in their way they they sort of hobble themselves by 
you know, again, whether it's doubt or just any slew of things that can be conjured up, right? But in that moment, all that's out the window, right? And everyone's there. There's this one feeling and everyone's sharing it. It's, it's fucking incredible, right? I mean, seriously. Mm. And so, you know, the thing is, too, the feeling, and, and again, maybe it's just part of how I was built, part of why I'm here, and, and also a function of just always always tapping into that sort of I imagine it's like when I when I'm writing it's always there it's like this endless river like an ocean right and so it's like sort of at some point along the way I told myself you know you do have to do other things like you know you just go around and be here you know so um but it's always there it's always there so the moment I sit down I kind of just like sort of reach out right and it's like it's like a conduit like I feel like I'm just sort of channeling I don't know what it is exactly, but, you know, so I guess I'm going back to that thing of like, if you can just really not listen to anything, not even like yourself, let things just start to emerge. Man, oh my gosh. You can't even imagine what's possible, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, I think that, you know, tapping into that, energy of yourself and really not even just tapping into it but like really getting to know it and and be with it and understand it like I know but even personally in my life it's really shifted a lot and you know to kind of give you some context I know listeners would have heard me speak about this uh, a few times but like I spent a lot of my early 20s like really unhappy man like super unhappy with my life super um like depressed you know and it's like that's because I was so disconnected from from myself and who who I was being. I was trying. I was trying to be something else. Now, why is that? Does that did, make you, sense? did you feel? Of course. You know, was the pressure? Did you generate that pressure, or did you look around you and think, "Oh, there's something I should be doing," or someone? What? What? what why weren't you listening to yourself? Because part of you must have been screaming. That must have been why you felt sad. Like, okay, you're not doing what what we should be doing. What was it? What led you that way? Yes, yeah, a great question. I, I think that it's like I think well, my my ultimate belief now is that all conflict is is in a conflict, right? So to me, it seemed like you know in that time that everything was was kind of against me in a way in the terms of like I mean I had like a a good quote unquote good life on paper, like and a good job, I was in a nice relationship, you know, roof over my head, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I felt like the world was against me and it wasn't letting me be who I wanted to be. But ultimately, the more I've like reflected back on it, I just think like, actually, it wasn't the world not letting me be who I wanted to be. It was me thinking <laughs> that the world wasn't letting me be who I wanted to be that made me act in that way. It was almost like I was performing to this idea I had created of the world. And then it became my... Yeah, maybe they were maybe they were a good scapegoat. Maybe you weren't ready to do the things that you thought you needed to do to do what you wanted to do and then blame them, so to speak. Blame the world around you for not allowing you to. It's funny how the yeah. mind works. It's, it's really something, isn't it? Like, or the desire to sort of... It's, it's a perverse pleasure, but like sort of wallowing in melancholia. You know, some people enjoy that. I'm not saying you did. Mm. I'm just, I'm, you know, you've seen, you, you'll know people that prefer to be... Maybe because they're feeling something rather than they don't dare to feel good. They don't feel like they're entitled to feel good. I mean, gosh, I mean, imagine the directions this can go, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah, I think I think the worthiness is an interesting part of it because it's like, for me, it was almost like I felt as though, not necessarily that I didn't deserve it, but on some level, yeah, that was definitely it, you know, if, if that makes sense. Because it's like, it wasn't like a, a belief of like, I'm not worthy enough to this but i felt like i didn't i needed to do more things in order to feel how i really wanted to feel and it's like you get caught in this loop cycle and i think you know what you said there it's like people almost enjoy that feeling and i think that was definitely a thing for me is like understanding that people or me at the time definitely was enjoying the conflict in a way which kept me kept me sucked into it and i think like when you look at you know certain people you know not to kind of you know, point a finger at anyone in particular, but like, you know, you, you you might know someone who always moans about stuff, right? It's like, well, no one likes to moan. Like the whole point of moaning is that it's not a nice thing, right? But certain people always do it. So they must find some kind of pleasure in it on some deeper level, you know? Or yeah, or they're just, again, I think that's it's that, but if they were able to believe that they can rise above this, because I think as 
has much, and, and I think there's a significant amount of pleasure that's pulled from it. But I think if it was like, you know what, no, dude, you know, you could get, there's more there's something better there's something more deeply fulfilling because that's sort of like a uh, it's a superficial feeling you know what I mean and mm. it's like yeah no it's not to single anybody out I mean I I kind of believe man don't you that generally I mean dude there's very well, evil's a funny thing and I mean, okay and even what drives that but by and large people want the best for people like I don't you think I'd like to think that I hope so yeah yeah I think I think on on a very basic level yeah i think you know everyone we're, we're created from you know love in a way you know it, you know either a bit through the 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 physical act or like actually just from the world around us is like s- surrounded by love whether you look at nature or other people or whatever it is or like the universe as a whole so yeah i think innately we do want people to feel good and we do want to be good within ourselves you know yeah, it's true too. Because although there are occasions, you know, when you look through human history, right, where it's just some dark chapters and yeah, yeah, and times where it seems like the species, the sort of whole, like sort of it like limps along, you know. But it's true. If it weren't generally decent, it would already be extinct. You know what I mean? Imagine that. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine this planet. How long it's been here? How many species have come and gone? I think like ninety nine point nine something percent have come and gone. Now, human beings have a shot now. It's like their noontime brilliance moment. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> you wonder. And these epochs are, uh, you know, geologically speaking, a blink of an eye, but to a person, even a human's lifetime, that's that's what they know, right? So, oh, you got to keep perspective, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For sure. So I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode to let you know that my book, The Search for Clarity, is now also available as an audiobook. The audio is completely narrated by me and the book shares my biggest learnings and lessons that help me to live a happy and fulfilling life. And in it, I share plenty of stories and tips and how you can do the same. The audiobook is now available via Audible and physical copies can be bought at thedreamersdisease.co uk forward slash clarity and if you use the code on that website podcast 20 you'll get 20 percent off your order but right now let's jump straight back in to this week's episode i think well, i think perspe- perspective is really key because it, again it comes back down to that thing we were saying earlier of like t- you know tapping into that thing of yourself and who you are and like having the perspective on that allows you to really become aware of it right and you know kind of what you were saying before when when I asked you about you know how do you tap into this feeling and you kind of alluded to the fact that you've been just it's just been something that you've done since you were really young and playing piano like the perspective is there for you to look back and go okay well it's been something that I've been doing for such a long time that this expression through music is something that's been a part of my life for such a long time so i can be very present with it oh yeah so and i'm, and I'm almost i'm almost so it's been there f- it's just always always been there that I'm, I'm sort of reluctant to say to advise anyone on how to get there because i think it's simply always been there mm-hmm. but but um certainly to access that or anything i i think again it's like just take a moment take a quiet moment you know just set everything aside you know and and um Hey, maybe that's a theme to, you know, again, we didn't go into this with a plan. You know, we just you know, picked up the phone and started talking, but I don't know. Um, it's cool that you've, you know, you, you kind of regrouped. I mean, it sounds like you yourself, you found, you found, you found things that made you feel good, purpose, things that you needed to do, things that mm-hmm. made you feel better. So that's incredible, you know? I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a gift. It's fortunate, right? You know, it's gosh, you just want everyone to find their way, you know? Yeah. And I like, it's, it's, it's more like for me, just, it, it was a shift, you know, perspective was, it was the word we used before, but it, it was a shift of perspective, right? It was a shift of, well, okay, so this is how I'm experiencing my life right now but I know I want to experience it differently. So what what do I need to shift within my own being to put me more on that path? And it was like looking at, for me, it was like looking at different areas of my life. Like, okay, what are the habits I have in terms of 
you know what am i um consuming in terms of content what am i reading you know is there any areas i can do to be more physically fit is there anything i can do you know to help my mind be calmer or clearer and you know turn into things like meditation and and things it was like looking at everything with 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 that sort of magnifying lens and going okay well what value is this bringing to me and what I want to create and who I want to be. You know, think about all, all of what you said, that takes, uh, that takes a power and that takes, uh, that takes the, yourself aware. You're looking at yourself, you know, one part of you gauges the other part and says, Hey, I want to change this. I want to change that. And then you, you know, everybody has gifts. And I think that a lot of people won't even recognize them or acknowledge them or want to tap into them, or maybe they're scared of them. Um, but you know, you, you, you look at these things and say, come on, there's stuff. Now I see there's stuff I got to do stuff. I'm, you know, stuff I'm here for. And by the way, you just said something I think that's hugely important. And I, and I, I you know, early on, I mean, my, my dad, seventh grade summer got, got all these weights, dude. And fucking started pounding on the weights it's so important i think even if you don't care about being rippled up and benching you know three or four hundred pounds being fit like physically fit like just driving your body is so important that's a huge one mm. i don't think that could be understated because for all you know your spiritual your your emotional component intellectual components they're housed within this body you have to fucking drive this thing <laughs> you know what i mean like you really do and it just does things. It, it does things. You know, you can feel different, man. I, sometimes um, I'll come back from having gone nuts, you know, and you feel so floaty and that just sort of changes, you know, things come through you in a different way. It's like changing the lens, so to speak. What do you think, right? Do you work out a lot? Yeah, I mean, not not right now because, you know, in the UK, a lot of gyms are still closed. But I think, you know, it definitely was a big part. One of the things that I looked at, you know, in my life, and I was like, well, like I've always played a lot of sports when I was younger. Like I played a lot of football or you know soccer um, and and stuff like that when I was a kid. I was always very active, but then when I got into like my mid twenties and I was playing less football and and doing more sports and being a bit less active. I, I kind of looked at it and I thought maybe I should start like working out, man. And it's like I was, I was like twenty seven or twenty eight before I first ever like got a gym membership and started going to the gym regularly. And it's like again, I'm not, you know, trying to build huge amounts of muscle or look massive or get super ripped, but like that movement of your body and just being really connected to it is so powerful. Like it literally like. Um, shifts energy within you doesn't it oh absolutely and i get it man i get that the gym most people don't like the gym and you know a lot of my um in fact when i think about it i can't think of a female friend that hasn't just had an uncomfortable crappy moment in the gym and it's, it's yeah, a shame you sure. know it's just it's just i mean you know you know and if someone's strong and you know i don't want to say strong i mean this is it's a um I'm not looking to get it all into that, but I mean, there's a lot of reasons that the gym could be an uncomfortable place, you know? So if it's not the gym, which I get for guys or girls, cause it's the fucking gym. And you know, sometimes who wants to go there? Like you said, man, get outside doing, you know what, mm. when everything was shut down, I would just go to jungle gyms and do pull-ups. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and just do endless, like, you know, drag my legs up over my head for like the, the abs, whatever. You know, I'd have someone sit on my back. I'd do push-ups. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep, yeah, yeah, you can improvise. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And I, I think it's even outside of that as well. There's like, you know, things like yoga or just like going for a walk or like you were saying before that you, you know, mountain bike, like getting yeah, out on yeah, a bike. Yeah, you're right. I, I, am, I am rattling off more like excessive things. But, but whatever. Yeah, whatever works for you. Yoga, you know, uh, yeah, there's nothing like just riding the bike too, man. I mean, it's something about all that fresh air, you know, legs just pumping along. Oh, it's the best. It really is, you know? Yeah, for sure. Are you, are you a big uh, a big nature lover then? Well, yeah, yeah. I, love, I just love the, you know, like I guess I'm just I'm just outside the city about a half hour out of Midtown, and um, it just so happens it's the edge of a wildlife preserve. Oh, and wow. so I'm living on a dirt road. And, you know, in fact, this winter we've had a lot of snow, so I've been buying bags and bags of 
bird seed, you know, which, you know, I guess it's meant to be for birds, but it's really become every creature, <laughs> deer and <laughs> foxes and uh, raccoons and bunnies. I mean, every, everything's been coming through and eating. It's just unbelievable. It's so precious. Right out the window, you get all these deer. They're just the sweetest little things. And that's a little, actually. They're pretty big. You ever stood next to a full-grown male, like a big buck? Holy smokes, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm six foot, 200 pounds. I mean, they're big, and I'm looking at, like, oh, my gosh, you know? It's like... The neck on the thing, dude, with the big neck, right, and and this big rack and like the doe, you know, you mostly you see the does, right? So they're a bit more skittish and they're sweet, right, with the babies. But you see these these bucks and they just look at you, right, and they just give you this level gaze, right? you know what I mean? And they'll snort yeah. like, and it's like they're just not scared. Like it's a different game. I mean, it's it's cool, man. I don't, have you ever, you know, I don't know how much around nature are you where you're at? Are you near it? Or? Yeah, like fairly. I'm not uh, not anywhere near as uh, out in nature as it sounds that like you are, but I've got like really nice kind of um, like woods area, just maybe 10, 15 minute walk up the road where you can walk and it's like you walk through like a woodland and there's like open fields and there's like some sort of like horse stable. So there's like horses running around in one of the fields. It's like, it's, it's fairly like open. So it's nice. It, yeah, man, in in the summer, like I really, well, one of the things I really learned this year was especially through lockdowns and stuff like that was like how much I actually get from being outside and walking and being in nature and not just like, you know, walking down a road of houses or like a back street, but like actually walking somewhere where there's trees and you can hear the birds singing and there's like maybe a little, you know, bit of water running through or something like that, you know? Oh, it's incredible. It's so cathartic. I mean, in fact, it's like, yeah, if you, even if you don't, even if that's all you do for like 20 minutes, a sun shining on you. Oh, that just sounds incredible. That mm. sounds perfect, man. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome, man. I think, like, even today, I was uh, feeling a bit stressed because of the internet situation. So after I had my lunch, I went out for, like, a walk for maybe, like, an hour or more. And it was just really, like, it really just brought my kind of stress levels back down. Like, I felt a lot more chilled, a lot more relaxed when I got back. And I was, you know, ready to kind of get on with stuff in the afternoon rather than if I hadn't done that I probably would have still been quite wound up and and stressed over you know having to get things done or things not going my way and and everything yeah, you like just, that you just hit a couple of great things right like you when you when you if you pull back just a little bit none of it even matters like there's just mm. no stress whatsoever who can none of it matters like it'll all get sorted right I mean we could have met up another time no internet you know what that means day of doing nothing you could just <laughs> go outside and enjoy the day um yeah you know what you made me think of too it's uh, a couple of friends of mine were a couple summers ago were here from from London and I so okay they were we, we, we were standing outside right and there was just such a display it was like all the stars in the sky were just all around us because of the fireflies. It was one of these nights where there were just billions of these guys you know and they said they'd never seen them. Do you not have fireflies? In no, no, we don't. We 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 have a lot of flies, but we we don't have fireflies. Lightning, but like I can't imagine that they're just incredible. I mean, you know what? They literally they just they're these bright, brightly blinking. Oh, they're just the they're just so special and magical and cool, dude. I can't. Yeah, I just remember being like, whoa, you don't have you don't have fireflies. You know what I mean? And <laughs> to just cross my mind when you talked about your walk, because then when I pictured that walk in the evening, in the spring or summer, I was wondering if. Uh, you were accompanied by fireflies, but it sounds as though you aren't. Hmm. Well, no, no, it, it would be very peaceful though because it's it's quite open, so there'd be a lot of uh, a be a lot of stillness, that's for sure. You know, and I think there's there's a there's a certain amount of stillness in nature which I really take a lot of influence from because I look at you know even even like what you're saying outside the back of your place with the deers and everything, it's like and the birds and fireflies. It's like I love how you can look into, you know, uh, a woodlands or like a, a nature reserve or something and it appears very still, like there's grass, there's trees, there's plants. But like behind that stillness, there's so much life. There's, you know, there's insects, there's bugs, there's animals, there's trees, uh, you know, alive with, with energy and they're breathing. And it's like, there's so much to take from that in terms of like when we as people like incorporate that same stillness in our lives like you said earlier right with my day-to-day -day, like all of the stuff that I was stressing about didn't really matter anyway because it's like 
it's just it's nothingness it's it's all it's all thought that we get caught up in dude you you woke up and took a breath that's a gift right boom yeah (laughs) just go right with that and it's true man things are just teeming with life imagine that teeming with it's just unbelievable oh dude it just gets me so fired up and, and yeah, you know, yeah. So the deeper in the woods, the closer you are to them, and the quieter you are, you can feel the seasons change by the day. You know, it's not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible. It really is. You know. Yeah, mm. and it's, it's 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 not so fun when it's kind of like mid-season. Like now, we're sort of between winter and spring so it's like last week was quite warm but then like today's really cold again it's like you get that it's like the volatility of yeah 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 and then you get you get these you know i i, I know s- snow is a bit scarce you know where you're at but here i mean some years like this is one of them but we had at least like uh, well what we, we've mm. had we've had uh, in the metric system be over a meter we've, we've had many feet three four feet of snow this winter and so now what's happened is you know it is you know, it's begun melting, right? But you get these, you get these, um, like, you know, when snow first falls, it's so fluffy and magical and everything's just covered in this mantle of white. But now you get these, these sort of these banks of these, they've become like black as soot. Like it gets so dirty. You wonder what happens. It doesn't mm-hmm. even look like snow anymore. It's like the the road, like the dirt and, and everything and the pavement and then the roads get all chewed up. Yeah. But oh, here comes spring. Here comes spring. Here comes I'm ready, man. The birds are flying. They're ready too. Aren't you ready for some warmth? You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like the, the, the little two, three days we had last week in London that were quite warm was like, you know, people out walking with their shorts on. Like, it was like, we get so far ahead of ourselves. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah no, you um, know what's funny, by the way? Now, look, I was just saying that I do a weekly show here, you know, uh, with Sirius. And, and I was just saying, you know, I was commenting. I was like, you know, last week was a day that could be barely considered warm, but I was like, Effort, and I just I have my shorts and t-shirt on as if in some fashion that'll sort of hurry it along like if I force it oh, it'll get here sooner even though I really it's not really sure yeah, yeah. you know time for shorts and a t-shirt it's literally 40 degrees I was outside my you know on my bike and my shorts and t-shirt just felt good though man that's the other thing you get acclimated to like 10 degrees 20 so 40 degrees feels balmy you know what I mean <laughs> the best yeah yeah i do i do uh, so chris i, I want to come back to the to the to the earlier point that we that you mentioned about your journey into music and the you know the, the your dad having the bike accident like what what was it about that that kind of sparked your journey into music well you know it was um it's it's so vivid he had just he took you know he would take his harley out every Every morning, you know, I hear that thing rumble out of the shed. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. then so, uh, like, this one morning, um, it was like mid-morning, and I was just standing outside in the backyard, and you know, there's a little garden back there. You know what I mean? It's just so like, ah, right? And then so, I remember as I was walking back towards the house, uh, you know, it's kind of this big lawn, like just, just walking back towards it, the, the back deck to the, in the back door and the phone rang. And I remember looking, you know, so tiny. So I was looking up, you know, at the phone and looking up at my mom answering it. And I remember just her expression, mm. you know, and the color just drained from her face. And again, you know, even though you're so tiny, you fucking knew, you knew something I was like, Oh boy. And it turned out that she, that was a call from you know, he was, you know, he was in a hospital, you know, he got just full on struck by someone who just ran a stop sign and shattered his pelvis and then all these awful things. Now he healed completely, you know what I mean? Like super strong guy, you know, know, physically, mentally, but, but that was a, you know what I mean? So, you know, we were up there, uh, visiting a lot, you know? And then, so he's a, he's an, he's a, he can't sit still. Right. So, a few months later, a couple months later, he gets back, and something he'd always wanted to do. Okay, now here's where the music thing comes in. He'd always wanted to. Who knew? Wanted to learn the piano. Yeah. All right. So, and rather than get any sort of um, you know, anything electronic, he just he you know he's like I want to get a you know got a, so they got an upright you know pianos can be like you know you got the concert grand they're like ten feet long just about, and you have mini grands and you have uprights uprights are you know what I mean like. They're more like situated where they're kind of against a wall and kind of upright, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Got one of those, and I, from the moment they got it, dude, I just sat on that thing, 
and I would sit there and sit there and reason out notes that sounded good together. And I was just so fascinated by it. I didn't even know what the word is fascinated, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, as, as luck would have it, um, from, from school, my, my mom knew Okay, so the ideas are like, there's something going on here, right? But who is going to teach such a young, I mean, you know what I mean? Like a young pupil. Mm-hmm. But she knew someone at school that, who knew someone? She said, you know what? I think if there's anyone that could do it, it's this lady. And we met, and she was delightful. And she had an, an absolute mansion in a, in a town not too far from here. And there were nine, it had nine pianos in it, if you can imagine. In her living room, there were two concert wow. grands. Two concert grands in her living room. And, but bear in mind when I say this, this is an, her husband was an MIT mathematician grad. I mean, the, the, brilliant, right? And there was nothing pretentious. Like, when I, know, when I say this, you know, again, you know, I don't know sometimes if the preconceptions, but it was a huge but empty house. All it had were pianos. It was the fucking coolest thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we met, and she just took me through all the pianos. And, um, you know, she asked me what I thought of all of them and almost even like rate them, like to discuss their tone and this and that. And, um, we just hit it off and, and that was it, dude. And just, uh, got some sort of, I guess you can call it official guidance, mm-hmm. you know, teaching. And then, but you know, there's a point even with teaching where you can only teach so much. And then, you know, quickly to discussion for like Juilliard and stuff like there's these schools that just sort of like leech the joy out of things. I think <laughs> I remember visiting and it just seemed utterly joyless. And that, that look now, not everything is for everybody. Right. So I'm in, I mean, not, you know, you gotta be so careful. I'm not uh, saying that it isn't a privilege or a cool thing to do all these different things. But for me, being close to someone mattered and there's only so much teaching. All anyone can ever do is introduce you to things, right? It's all upon you to sort of assimilate, synthesize, do this, do that. You make the choices when you write something, when you interpret mm-hmm. something. So whether I like to sit down, and I, I do it for joy all the time, and you know, play like a selection by, say, Rachmaninoff or Chopin, or mess around and I, I love jazz too it's an entirely different discipline you think different it's, well you know notes are notes are notes so um, music's music it's funny when you think about jazz or classical you know it's the same they involve all the same notes from the western scale right but boy the dissonance is so fascinating where am I going with this oh boy you better be focused <laughs> me buddy <laughs> better quick pretty admired and i don't even know what the f i'm talking about now i'm just enjoying but uh yeah so that's listen that's how it was and so um okay i look i refocus myself i'm proud okay um she is incredible and then we just sort of reached a point where there was really no more we could do together and um and i just uh i don't know man i just I just play, I make music, I make songs, I write, and there it is. And then now we're talking, you know, and mm. at this very, at this instant, at this moment, our paths are crossing and it's cool. Although they've crossed other ways, you know, because of, of the music I share and, you know, the words you share with people. And it's so cool, isn't it? Dude. So yeah, cool. it is. I think, I, I, and I think that's like one of the things I love about you know making the podcast as an example right and and even other stuff i've done in my past is like how how that connects with someone you know like you said and there's like you know there, there might be someone who's listening to this who i'm sure there's plenty actually who are listening to this who who have been listening to previous podcast episodes but also been listening to your music and now it's like we're having this conversation it's like the what you know all of those worlds are kind of colliding in in this one kind of moment right <laughs> but and, and it matters I, man if it, it, when when that happens and it matters it really matters it's a beautiful thing you know it really is yeah yeah it is and and i'm interested about that that time you were talking about with the you know you call her a piano teacher of yours like when you look back on that like what what's what's like a really powerful lesson that you've taken from that time? Not, not, you know, necessarily musically, but like personally. Hmm. I don't know to treasure someone when they're special. She was special and brought a side of me out. I felt I could share with her in a certain way. 
and I'm not sure what that is exactly, but whatever it was mattered. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. I think you're fortunate to bump into even a few of these souls as you move through this place. So that would be it. That would be it, man. If someone's special, just treasure them and make sure they know it. Don't be shy. Tell them every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that totally. I think there's... You know, there's, there's a lot of special people in a lot of our lives, right? But I think every now and then there's those people. But in, and this doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily someone romantic. Like, it could be, in your instance, someone who is a teacher, like someone who's a friend. It's like, you get those people that you connect with so deeply. Because they're not and, all titles, lover, friend, teacher. They're, they're a soul. You're, you're engaging, you're interacting with your energies, you're sort of touching and and this, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes it's just this certain way it comes together, Right. Mm. Oh, it's yeah, incredible. for sure. Oh. I, I, I'm interested as well. Like, just thinking back on the year that we've had, right? Um, with everything that's going on and lockdowns and restrictions and all the rest of it. Like, you're you're someone who, you know, you, you've got your music, you create it, and a big part of that is not just putting it out for people to listen to, but it's like the performance aspect of doing shows and and you know being quite um you know out there for want of a better term right but what what's what's something that you really have learned about yourself in the past 12 months through you know having a lot of those external things you know reduced or taken away in in some way well i'm utterly comfortable being alone but i always mm. have been so in some sense um like with touring there's a connection it, it, touring for me whether it's you know a thousand people or a hundred thousand you know it's like it's very intense it's fucking emotional and intense right mm -hmm. and that's probably part of why i don't do it a whole lot i've always been sort of like choosy with that and that's probably why you know, early on, you commented, the research on is a little tricky. I think that because I find everything to be intense and, and emotional. And so, um, it's tough to feel people be scared, and it's tough to, I mean, it's a human condition. There's always some element of uh, fear and suffering. But there's always joy, too, you know? Always. Mm -hmm. And there's always hope. And things will get better. And you can hope that they're going to become unbelievably better. And they will. This will pass. This will pass, you know? And in some sense, maybe this will... Uh, maybe be a... A lot of good will come from it, hopefully. Maybe lessons. Uh, something... If it, if it, You know, it's funny with nature. There's this sort of... Uh, you take like a hurricane, right? It's because there's just too much heat. There's a need for nature to establish equilibrium. Ultimately, that's everything. Everything is driven by oscillation, an oscillator, right? Okay, you take the sun, it unevenly heats the planet. The planet endlessly attempts to establish equilibrium for it to be healthy, mm -hmm. for it to continue. And this is no different than with, with, with all life, with people, things that people haven't discovered in this small corner of a small part of our small solar system. I, you know what I mean? So it's like, again, it's that perspective thing, right? Things are, there's so much joy to behold every day and everything's going to be, and just treasure each moment. They're different moments, right? Okay, so there are things that can't be done. And there's some things about it that are brutal. And some of it's self-imposed, some of it's important, some of it's needless. There's agendas stacked on the real threat. I mean, again, proportion and perspective, right? All of this needs to be considered. But if you add it all up, everyone's going to be okay. Hmm. Everyone's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's really beautiful. I think, you know, again, it's, the perspective is lost with a lot of people, right? We see... You know, you can, you can look at, right, this is, I don't know how this is going to sound, right, but this is just coming to my mind. But you could look at, like, the the stock market as an example, right? It's not always, like, up, up, up and up. There are days, weeks, months, sometimes even years where, you know, the market crashes in a way, right? And it comes, it comes back down and it's, like, in the red. But then eventually it starts to creep back up, right? And I think a lot of, a lot of the time in the past 12 months, I think... A lot of us, and I've, I've definitely, you know, done this in some way as well. Is like, just thought like, oh my god, we're in, we're in the crash, we're in the red, and we're going to be stuck there forever. <laughs> but it's like actually having, having the hope and almost the trusting that, you know, 
it will start to 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 pick up again right and it's like okay well then what 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 is it that i want to get from this time like what is it i want to get from being in lockdown what is it i want to get from spending more time alone what is it i want to get from you know spending pretty much 24 hours a day at home within the same you know walls or if you're lucky enough to have a garden or you know whatever it's like what do i want to get from that and then i think from that space it's like really a great place to 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 create what you want to create and it doesn't have to be necessarily any anything physical but like just like who do you want to be in that space you know absolutely listen if you are for if you are healthy and fortunate through all this to have your you know your strong health and your soundness of mind this absolutely can be an opportunity but everything can be an opportunity if you if you can look at it as such and are fortunate enough to be able to look at it as such you know mm-hmm. so have you done that do you feel good about how you've you know looked at handled things for the last year or so yeah like me personally yeah i think i've i've got a lot of learnings out of it and a lot of you know i've put a lot of energy into a lot of things like trying to trying to grow a, a coaching business like being able to actually put the time and energy into doing that like you know being able to focus more on things like the podcast and all my kind of projects like I, re- I wrote and released a book like last year like do you know what I mean like I wouldn't have necessarily found or created the time to to do those things and I think when I look back I'm like yeah like I think I've I'm I'm super happy with how dude and that's I've great. spent the time and by the, and by the way you know what and it's true no matter how many or how big or small or whatever and that's all relative right these accomplishments are sometimes man if you can just wake up and smile or make someone else smile i mean that's a day i mean that's it you know what i Mm -hmm. mean it doesn't have to be more than that you know sometimes i think maybe part of why people you know sometimes you can just be with just putting too much pressure on yourself right or or those around you just yeah, again, you just get up, look at that sun, and go, dude, this is a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, do you know what? One one of the most powerful things I heard recently, actually, I was listening to another podcast. That it was um, it was on Brené Brown's podcast, and she was talking with um, oh, what's his name, Simon Sinek, and he he said something along the lines of like, you know, it's been such a rough year, like generally, right? But he was like the thing that he's the most grateful for in the last 12 months is that pretty much every night he's been able to be at home and have dinner with his kids and i was like wow like that's that's perspective that's gratitude as a whole because on on a you know the previous years he probably is you know coming home late or he's traveling a lot and it's like being able to sit back and go actually this year the biggest thing for me isn't a business win isn't a big you know some sort of lifetime achievement it's actually a really simple thing and like being able to spend time and and have dinner with my kids every night i was like wow yeah, no well it's yeah it, it again it's that it's perspective it's like well this is i mean really it's such a clear it's what's important you know conquering another business deal whatever that, i don't even know what that means but whatever that means you know what i mean or it's like yeah i can only imagine if you have a kid it's like right you come home and there's your there's your child you know you, you love them you take care of them you protect them and there they are and you guys are all together spending a day together having dinner it's beautiful mm. you know mm. of course and that's wonderful it's funny with all this though there have been Okay, I'll ask you, have you known people, have you had a couple surprises in one direction or the other with people through this? People that perhaps you kind of thought you knew, but I don't know, their their tone or their handling of this was perhaps what you wouldn't have expected? Did you encounter that at all? Um, not really anything that comes to mind, if I'm honest. And I think maybe that's because I, I have been so within my own bubble. Maybe I've maybe I've been that person for someone else. I don't know. But like, there's nothing that comes to mind. Yeah. How, how about yourself? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying good or bad because there's no right or wrong to how something like this will affect you. But it's just uh, it's just interesting. Again, uh, boy, uh, how how everyone's different with it, how deeply some are affected, how others just take it in stride, how this, how that, you know. Um, I don't know, man. But whatever it is, it will run its course, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll be through it soon. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Um, well, look, Chris, man, it's been absolutely amazing and, and fascinating to chat to you and hear more about you and, like, you know, 
all of the things that that we've spoken about have been incredible man so i'm just interested like if you could leave people who are listening with like one final message like based on what everything we've spoken about what would you want that to be oh my gosh we've just we've just shared so much what's that special i don't know man just love that's it it really is. It, it's just, it's, that's all it comes down to. I, I'm not going to try to sort of give one like sort of, you know, like, whoa, <laughs> right? But I mean, let, let love drive you, you know, not fear. Yeah. Yeah. love that i love that well look chris man thank you for the time if you want to kind of shout out to anyone who's listening and they want to find you online and keep up to date with you know your work and you know albums you've got coming out and any you know tours or gigs and stuff where, where can people find you online uh you can track me down in all the places you'd expect and some you wouldn't <laughs> probably <laughs> at chris malachek baby <laughs> You know, social Spotify, always new tunes. Do the weekly show, the Malinchek show, do it right here, right at a, you know, NYC with Sirius XM. And every week we've got new partners sharing, you know, got some friends in Moscow and Paris joining up this week. So a lot of fun, man. A lot of new music. Got, uh, got an album coming out soon. Yeah, man. So I'll do tons and tons, but we can catch up on all that another time. Awesome, man. Well, all the best for all the projects, man. And it's been an absolute pleasure uh, sharing this conversation with you today. Right back at you, man, genuinely. So thank you very much. We'll see you. you. All right, bye-bye. So there we have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, Chris is such a fascinating guy and his energy is so infectious and joyous. And it was a real pleasure to sit down and connect with him. And if you did like what you heard in this episode, then please be sure to leave a review. And even better still, hit the subscribe button so that you get the latest episode straight to your phone. And if you know someone who you think would really benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send it to them. Send them a link or a screenshot because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast because I wanted to help inspire a positive change. And you can be a part of that by sharing this with someone you know today with a little personal note to let them know why you think they would benefit from hearing it. I'd like to thank Ryan Nile from Pure Creation Media for producing and editing this episode. And as ever, you can connect with me on Instagram and TikTok at I am Alex Manzi. Hit me up and let me know what you learned from this episode. Thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you for the next episode. Bye.